Hi, everybody. This is being released on St. Patty's Day, and I have the most perfect guest in the world for the occasion, Tannis Hallowell, who's written a number of books on the Elemental Kingdom, including her new book, A Leprechaun Story. So we're going to be talking about the way in which the elementals interact with us, including the hijinks they play, and I've got a thing or two to say about that. So let's go to Tannis. Hi, Tannis. It's good to see you again. Hello, and especially uh, for you, especially <laughs> for you. I love it. Just so we, just so you could see all of him. Oh, he's cute. Okay, so just for you, I did. <laughs> I thought I would honor the leprechauns in the <laughs> In fact, I need better luck with them. So I have one of these too. Have a really big oh oh yes <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to get in good favor with them because they keep playing tricks on me and i well, know i i know and and you know me too so <laughs> you know maybe i should take off the hat and if he won't do anything else to me maybe maybe <laughs> so anyway, you, so your new book, A Leprechaun Story, for people who have already watched my first interview with you, which they can find on reginameredith.com, um, we spoke about a time when you lived with a leprechaun a few decades ago, and he came in and introduced himself to you. His name, he called himself Lloyd, and he had a family, a wife and a couple of young'uns, although they live much longer lifespans than we do. And uh, you start getting confirmation from the neighbors that indeed the Crumpon, is it called Crumpon? Crumpon yes, Cottage? Yes, it is. You the got it. Yeah, that the Crumpon Cottage you were staying in indeed was inhabited by the we folk and the town people told you that. So let's start with how a leprechaun story came to be, this new book. Okay. Um, it was 2015. And I was having a holiday, only my leprechaun friend Lloyd doesn't appreciate that word holiday for Tannis. <laughs> and I was back in Ackle Island in Ireland, um, in the same town where uh, he lived. And um, I was sitting down and all of a sudden I heard, well, now we're going to write my story, his story. And I said, well, heck, oh, heck, you didn't have this on a list before. And he said, why would I bother talking to you about something whose time had not come? <laughs> they have a different notion of time. Absolutely. In the present. Yeah. Totally in the present. And so um, I took notes and um, I wrote down everything he said. But I didn't do anything with it because my time had not come. <laughs> and uh, wrote a few other books, meanwhile. And um, and then about a year ago, it was, it's time. It's time now to write this. Well, I'm glad you did. So I have read the book along with the other ones. And 
you know, I have to say, most of us think of it as something kind of fun and childlike and frivolous to think, think about the elemental or fairy world and kingdom. But in fact, they're living right alongside us all the time. And I think sometimes they would like to have our attention and don't get it and find a way to get it. And I think in other times, they're probably helping us unbeknownst to us. But you call this sort of an adult fairy tale, right? So why are you terming it as an adult fairy tale first before we get into how they function? Well, because it's called the leprechaun story, I didn't want people thinking, oh, this is fine for my five-year-old. Um, so it's it's. So I called it an adult fairy tale. Okay, gotcha. So, yeah. so it's not just a children's book like Fairyopolis. No, no and yet, and yet, to I really think that kids that were like nine or ten or eleven, if their parents wanted to read it to them, they would have a wonderful time because the humor, uh, the humor extends, and it's family humor, it's cozy humor. And there's nothing that is being said there with uh, about sex. He yeah. keeps that quite private. In fact, blush as soon as the subject comes up, he clears his throat and leaves the room. Doesn't like talking about it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> so here we are, we're looking at um, this family of leprechauns and he's being, he's the lead to the grand master, so to speak. He's, he's a big wig in the field of leprechauns who has been designated to work with humanity. And of course he can't work with just anyone because most people can't see or hear him, but you can. And I thought it was fascinating the number of times in the book that Rudolf Steiner came up because he said that the king, the elemental kingdom had worked with Rudolf Steiner, um, whom I have great, great, great respect for. And it makes sense when you look at his work and the anthroposophy and the gardening techniques and everything that he was working with the elemental kingdom. They taught him a great deal and he taught them a great deal, but he's of course long passed on. So they had to find someone new to work with. And Tannis Hellowell, nice Irish girl. They found you and you could see him and hear him. So first of all, give us kind of an overview of just the leprechaun world, because they talk about a number of species in this book, not just themselves. Okay, first of all, where is the leprechaun world? It is um, in the lower astral realm. What the heck is that? Well, the lower astral realm is just a half a frequency up from what we're seeing in our third dimensional reality. And you can almost see elementals out of the corner of your eye. Yes. Right? Um, or yeah, you, you see know, something rushing by you. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so a lot of people are picking up these impressions, but they ignore them. And um, and now in our in our life, we are starting to move into this lower astral realm. Humans are. So more and more people are going to be seeing elementals, angels, all this kind of thing. So what are they going to see? Well, it's very like our realm in that they have mates, they have children, they are loyal. But they can travel in space and time just by thinking about it. And they can change their clothes just by thinking about it. 
And this is also part of what we're going to be able to do. I mean, people are going to be able to very soon be able to do that. So elementals have a great sense of humor. And in Irish, on us. <laughs> in Irish, you would you would call it sometimes black humor. Yeah. Um, which means they like to play tricks on each other and um and and also on humans. And why would they do that? Well, they get great good fun out of it. And they're spontaneous, they're uncensored. And um, and as you said, they live in the present moment. So if they're thinking we are taking life too seriously, they may just give us little poke to say, like, this is ridiculous. Why are you taking life so seriously? <laughs> uh, well, okay, yes. And they, as Lloyd said in the book, he said, we have a different view of morality. We are not moral, we're amoral. And each one of us, each one of the different types of elementals has a different sense of their view of morality and responsibility. And for example, with leprechauns, they really enjoy getting one over on each other, uh, tricking each other, being more clever than another taking one's gold off of them. And another little parlor trick that I was reading about that Lloyd was speaking about is he and his mates would go to a bar where humans are. We'll talk about that in a minute, but they'd go to a bar because they like their drink too. And they would, Guinness. And they would <laughs> literally cause the drinks of the humans to spill over and, and, and pick up change and things like that. Can you talk about that a little bit? <laughs> sure. Well, first of all, their idea of morality is that they would take the good out of the Guinness first. Yes. And then they would spill the drink so that that poor human wouldn't be drinking their leftovers. <laughs> right? Um, Let's get that, to that, yeah. that's an important part. It, it is. Another part that actually is kind of moral in our sense. <laughs> and that is that they tend to take the essence out of human food. They can get the energetic essence and imbibe in that and kind of denature the food a little bit energetically from their point of view. And that's what you're speaking of. If they take the essence of and the good out of the Guinness, well, why not knock the man's beer over and have him get another one, right? Yeah, and then you know, maybe they'd be taking the good out of that too. Who can tell? <laughs> um, it it depends on their day, I think. <laughs> and uh, and also, I I wrote about uh, how the woman now she used to when I first met her be not emancipated. She was very old fashioned and let and let Lloyd be the the one who was dominating the conversations but now she's emancipated yes yes she's emancipated and now all the leprechaun women in her community are coming to her for advice on on how to handle their men and how to become emancipated as well I found that fascinating. She also started giving you a little bit of a feeling about this notion of taking the essence of food of humans, that there's a limit to that. And that during the potato famine, that it was a famine for both because the leprechauns couldn't justify taking the good out of what little there was for the humans 
living in our dimension. Can you talk about that a little bit? I thought that was interesting. Yes. Once again, that's their sense of morality. Yeah. And um, and they they knew that everyone was suffering. And this is the thing about elementals. Elementals are interested in the well-being of all beings on the earth, of the earth as a whole and all beings. And so during the potato famine, when you had so many Irish people dying of the famine uh, because the t- potatoes had rotted in the ground. Then the elementals also suffered. And there was a decrease not only in the Irish population, there was a decrease in the elemental population at the same time. So their evolution is linked to ours. If we're doing well and we're taking care of the earth, then they're doing well and they're given given more energy by us to take care of the earth. So there's this reciprocity that Lloyd is very interested in establishing and he wants partners in the human world. Yeah, and partly because their habitat is also diminishing now because of the nature of what humankind has done on the surface of the earth and the nature of development in general, a lot of the former habitat, because they like open spaces and natural habitat uh, in that astral dimension, a lot of that has gone away. And they're concerned that if we continue, like every every ET, everybody that comes here has the same thing, which is uh, you need to learn to appreciate and nurture Mother Earth um, because this is what's going to sustain all of you. And if you don't, it won't sustain you and it won't sustain us. And so they, he talks about that a bit. Can you continue on about their feelings about that? Well, this is their primary mission. Yeah. Elemental's primary mission is are to establish and co-create with natural laws on the planet. And there are elementals of the water and the air and the earth. And uh, so they are wanting to work with human beings right now as co-creators so that we're not unconscious about what we're doing. And so we can use these natural laws, which, by the way, are the same as spiritual laws. Mm-hmm. And they're, uh, yes, and they're based on sustainability. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and if we can do this, then this is really what humans are supposed to do anyway. Humans are supposed to be able to work with the natural laws and elementals. And we used to do this hundreds of years ago. We've just forgotten. Yes. And at the same time, they have something to gain from their interactions with humans, because they're looking to move more in certain traits into the human realm themselves, particularly when it comes to the notion of not just free will, but will itself, creation through the strength and power of the will, because there's they're so in the moment and playful, they don't have a lot of follow through oftentimes, and end up not really creating what they'd like to create. They're having too much fun. They're doing other things. Yeah, that's true. Uh, humans have a, a strong ego. Yes. And elementals do not. And in associating with us, just like animals associating with us, if you have a pet dog or cat, they develop a stronger ego. 
mm-hmm. through associating with us. And it's the same with elementals. So they want that so that they can have, and you use those words, free will, that they can use their free will to co-create what they would like rather than being at the mercy of what humans would like. And also to break free of some of their own patterns, because as Lloyd and also his wife said, they're trying to break into more modern ways themselves. They have to transform in the the tribal and family sense because they go by old traditions that aren't serving some of them anymore, right? Yeah, and I I loved the chapter um, in the book. I loved it myself when Lloyd describes uh, how the various elementals are using our modern inventions um, to build things. And they were talking about how how the trolls build houses, and uh, you know they want this you know very strong structure at the bottom, which is rooted and grounded, and then you get the elves starting to to build on top of it and and it's beautiful but is it stable and then you get the goblins at the very top who are very adventurous and then they topple the whole structure (laughs) Uh, because they're trying to learn how to co-create together with their various strengths and their very uniqueness and um and yet they're loving they're loving the creativity of exploring it. Yeah, it was fascinating, especially he was talking about trolls, how they're they're dense and muscly little things. They work lifting rocks and such because they're trying to get their physical strength up where the elves are much more inclined toward the etheric and the beautiful. Um, and they went through the traits of the different ones, as you said. I thought that was fascinating. Yeah, yeah, I I do too. And if he only focused on leprechauns, we wouldn't see the breadth of the whole elemental world. But he he does, you know, really, um, he really shows the various personalities, and he even shows how they're getting addictions. You know how how elementals tend to be weak when it comes to addictions. Yeah. And and how for the enjoyment of the moment. Yeah, they are. And now, you know, they've adopted from our human world gambling. And so now, now when they have everything, I know. I love the scene where where they're gambling on this fellow, an earth person's (laughs) death. when what day he was going to be lying on a cold slab they all had their money in on it and some were trying to tilt him a little that direction which others considered not to be fair that's right because they were moral well i think the goblins were the ones who were trying to tilt the guy a little toward death to get their to get their bet in you know that's right they they wanted to win the win the bat and the leprechauns were trying to on tilt him you know (laughs) so that they could be more fair yeah it's true it yeah so there's a lot of ideas of what they'll bet on and uh you know they're probably gambling on us they, they, they probably are looking at each of us and saying, well, you know, she's mine. You know, I'm going to bet on her uh, doing what I'd like today. Sometimes I think, you know, I've been I've been bet on because, 
I'm wondering which one pushed me. I was dancing salsa last night and you sit around at these tables with high stools. And I just literally out of the blue, totally slipped right off and in slow motion went down, hit my tailbone on the floor. I mean, I went all the way down, hit my elbow and, you know, strained my neck. And I thought, Everyone was, my friend was just laughing. Stephanie was like, oh, my God, what's happened? And I thought, what happened? How'd that even happen? Yeah. They, do, they do mess around quite a bit. We'll talk about that, that in a minute. And then you can tell us what they might be trying to say. Talk, uh, Tell us a little bit about how they've messed with you. Oh, gosh, they messed with me today. I had a Zoom call before our call. And it was the last call I had on a course I'm doing, Earth Our Home. And I'd made this very detailed plan and I'd send it to my technical guy. This is the order of what I'm going to do and what I'm going to need. It all went out the window with my thinking. And he kept on sending me messages in my private chat saying, what about the song? You know, what about this? You know, but... <laughs> and, then, and then, of course, at the end, I'm struggling to figure out how to fit everything in, you know, but it completely because you know what? I was in the moment. Yeah, I was in the moment and the plan didn't matter. And that is an elemental quality. It is. And the thing is, I I tend to, as an adult, live m- much more in the moment than adults normally do. So I'm kind of easy. You can kind of pull anything over on me because I'm right there. You know what I mean? And one of the things that has happened in the past, and I've talked about this, I think with you in our first interview, is that they'll, um, they like gold and my earrings disappear. And then they reappear a few months later in crazy ways, like right in the spot where I lost it on a floor that was vacuumed every single night by the janitor. It's sitting right there after like three or four months. And uh, so they they do make off with some of my jewelry. But then recently what happened is my small appliances just quit. I mean, not like grinding to a halt or burning, just didn't work. There was suddenly no and no power going to them. And I'd switch it around to different outlets. Didn't matter. One of them, which was a high-end hairdryer, I finally threw away. And today I was sorry I did because I have a little bio mat, a little bio belt, which I love for healing. So I was u- I was using it, and then the next day I got up. It was fairly new, just wouldn't even turn on, wouldn't work anymore. And I was turn it anyhow. So finally today I got it out, and I said, "Guys, knock it off." Plugged it in, worked fine, fired right up. <laughs> There's no problem with it. And so yeah, I mean, and I know I asked you off camera why why do they why would they do this? It kind of makes our life a little more inconvenient for sure. Yes, it it does. And sometimes it's only in the day. Um, and we can we can almost bear that. And it's basically saying stop, stop what you're doing. Um, I remember and I wrote about it in in one of my other books, Pilgrimage with the Leprechauns, where it was a two week tour. <laughs> where have- Lloyd, Lloyd hijacked it. <laughs> Yeah. And the whole tour collapsed. <laughs> and, you know, 36 people on a bus and the the guy who's got the key won't let us in because it's a new bus into the washroom. 
And so we're having to, you know, pee in the bushes. So, so sometimes they will have a longer message they're trying to get through to us. And they will consistently be at us until we get it. And, um, and, and that can make our life a little bit difficult, but what is their purpose in doing it? Is it just to be a mischief maker? Um, with the little hijacks, yes. Okay, that's a little mischief. But with these longer things that go on, we have to remember that they are representatives that are in line with with the nature's laws and spirit laws, ultimately. Mm -hmm. And it can be saying, look, you have to stop what you're planning. The door has to stop. And we're going to steer you in the quickest way we have that we know to get you to do what we think is in, in line with where you're supposed to go. So they can see our soul. They can see who we really are, who we have the potential to be. Mm -hmm. And, and here's the, where they're immoral. They don't care if it causes us discomfort. Right. They want the quickest way to get us awake. I hope you're enjoying this video because if you are, there are dozens more like it on my site, all supported by people like you. So if you'd like to keep this work rolling in and join our community, just click on the Patreon button at reginameredith.com. That also gives you access to insider commentary, my live book club, and other live events with special guests. So join in. Thanks. Whether you're in the moment or not, we're going too fast. Most of us are going too fast. I know I'm guilty of that kind of darting around like a hare and then, you know, collapsing into a nap and dart around again. And so maybe trying to modulate some of that to a little more thoughtful pace in life. I could understand that. I could, I could see that. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, um, I, I'm just glad they, they let some things start working again. <laughs> If it was them, I don't know what else to blame it on because normally when things stop working, there's a little sputter, overheating. You kind of get signs that it's breaking. No sign whatsoever, just flat stop. Wouldn't take any electricity. Well, so I think that would probably be pretty easy for them to interrupt. So anyway, I take it, slow down a little bit, maybe move through the day a little more reflectively in the moment. So meanwhile, are you going to be writing uh, more about the kind of magical realms of elementals? Because you're always writing and this is this is your newest work. But what's what are you, what are you going to be doing coming up? Oh, well, um, I have a feeling that I have written what I needed to write for the elementals. Um, I've been meditating on what next for some months and i've been told that yes i have to continue with these other realms which are in the astral world and there's the dragon realm mm -hmm. there's the realm of the angels but a lot of people write about the angels and they you know and they're getting great messages and i believe i'm supposed to write about the dragon realm next Ooh. and these these are intact worlds and these worlds um are ones that i believe are involved with us and in with the evolution of humanity and i i wrote a book uh called hybrid so you think you're human where i talk wonderful about book yes 
Oh, thanks. About the 22 possible kinds of human hybrids. And so some people could be an elemental hybrid. Some people could be an angel hybrid, and they feel very aligned with that. And, and I think some people are dragon hybrids. So um, I think this book has to be written. Uh, people, if you've noticed, are very interested in dragons currently. There's a lot of uh, science fiction about that, lots of books on it, but it's all in the fantasy realm. And I, I think it needs a serious treatment, um, hopefully not too serious, because I want it to be fun. If, if, if it's not fun, I really don't want, I've been influenced by the elementals. If it's not fun, I really do it. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I don't know. And, and I want to wait for the right moment. Um, I think, I don't know about you, but, but for me, I've been going through a real lack of clarity and there's such chaos in our world right now and a, a whole lack of stability. And um, even if it looks to others like things are do I'm going I'm doing well, or I still feel I'm in kind of a winter of mud. And I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the uh, green light. Because I've learned enough from elementals that you don't want to push if it's a red light. Yeah, that is true. And I feel very similarly to you, but I would describe it rather than mud. For me, it's like just like kind of moving through life underwater or through a mist of some kind. Yes. It's it's almost fluid where it's very hard to just have a crisp intention, action and fulfillment. It's there's so yes. much just resistance. It seems it's, it's challenging that way. And a lot of people around me are kind of consistently sleepy and tired a lot. And I've been sleepy a lot. I mean, for the last few months, really, you know, just kind of sleepy. And I just take the time to take a nap, which I've never done before, but it's necessary just to go through the day. So that's one thing I find. So and this, go ahead and comment there and I want well, to Well, I'm glad you're I'm glad you're addressing it and 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 confirming this because um I think that what what's happened is even though we think we're still in this third dimensional reality, we have really risen in our frequency and I'm talking about the earth has risen and and a lot of people have risen and we are in the lower astral that would and, make sense. why yeah. we like we're swimming a bit and the mists haven't fully parted exactly and 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 these are if you if you read um old um old i have to say christian christian doctrines or whatever these are the hell realms and we go into these hell realms that we've created with our thought forms and our greeds and our whatevers and our whatevers so even if we don't subscribe to those qualities ourselves and we don't want to murder anybody or have more than our share um we still have to pass through these realms and and in the collective unconscious of humanity, it, it's thick, it's misty, it's muddy, it's it's not clear. 
and we're transforming it. And I believe the elementals and the dragons and the angels and the masters that we're getting a heck of a lot of help right now. Mm -hmm. But we are, we're newbies. We're newbies in this realm. And so I think it takes a while for us to get clear vision and to be able to navigate. I think you're absolutely right. And and I just wanted to make a comment um, also on the dragons. Um, it's probably been a couple decades ago. Uh, decades ago, I was talking to my group of beings that um, guide me through all of my lifetimes, and I was asking them about dragons. And they said um, that dragons used to be physical on the earth, but the frequencies have changed, and so they're existing just slightly phased off in the realm you're speaking of. That yes. they still exist to this day, but it it wasn't um it wasn't just fantastical imagination. They did exist on Earth and worked with humans once upon a time. So it sounds now as Earth is changing her frequencies, that we're going to be moving back into relationship with not just the dragons, but many of these different kingdoms. Exactly. And if if I ever get this dragon book written then I'm pretty sure I have to write one on the Mer people. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. However, one only has one life down here. So <laughs> oh, yeah, and, <laughs> and we have to have some fun. Yes, we well. have. And uh, he, Lloyd's been quite the taskmaster, but you've told his story now. So hopefully he'll let you tell other stories. So meanwhile, I I just, I wore my little tie. And even though I'm part Lenahan, nobody should be able to pinch me on, on uh, St. Patty's Day. Oh, I want to ask you about that too. So I wore my green, you wore your top hat, and I've got my shamrock here. So um, what does Lloyd feel about St. Patty's Day? Because I know he has his own opinions about it. Oh, well, St. Patrick was the one who threw the snakes out of Ireland. And who the heck were the snakes? Well, they were all those that weren't Christians. So they were the Druids. They were the old Celtic religion. The ones, in fact, that believed in elementals. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so uh, St. Patty's Day, everybody goes out and drinks and parties and has fun. So although it's called St. Patty's Day, it's really the Leprechaun's Day. Hey, I'm wondering how many beers are spilt on St. Patty's Day at the bar with all the elementals there egging them on and knocking over their beers because they don't appreciate the sentiment of St. Patty's Day. <laughs> Probably. And and I'm sure that there's a lot of people going to that pub because you're going to hear Irish music. <laughs> exactly. So, so St. Patty has been hijacked. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, that's great. Well, tennis, it's uh, I hope everybody has enjoyed having this little discussion because you might have a few little pranks going on in your life and you think, I just don't get it. Where, how did that happen? Doesn't make any sense. We might be able to look to the lower astral realm to for an answer to some of those things, right? I think, that, I, think that, I think that's true. And have patience yeah. and a good sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, okay. 
So now I've got my green on. We're talking about them and honoring them. Is that what can we do to honor our elemental friends? What would they really like from the human realm besides acknowledging that they exist and that we have a task to do together? Are there any other little things we can do to butter them up a bit and make it a little easier on everybody? <laughs> oh, I'd say some food offerings. And uh, remember, they're vegetarians. So uh, tea, oatmeal, toast with honey, this yeah. kind of thing. Um, gardening, eating organic vegetables, hugging trees. Okay. Loving okay. nature. Okay, I think we've got that one. We can all do that. So uh, Tannis, is wonderful. it's wonderful speaking to you again. And it's just such, just such a magical world for us to imbibe in via your communications with them and understand that's actually all around us and much, much more. There's so many beings around us we can't even fathom. But to be able to um, have an uh, an open relationship with the ones who might be even closer than some of the other realms, I think is a good idea. And I, I'm I'm going to thank them for slowing me down here and there. Not maybe not for knocking me off of the stool, but <laughs> if they did that. <laughs> Any final thoughts before we say goodbye? No, just um, I'm grateful for the chance to talk about the the leprechaun story and. Uh, and yeah, I, I've had a lot of fun just being with you today. Yeah. And we hey, always have fun together. We always have fun together. So they can go to Amazon. Everybody can go to Amazon, right? They and sure can. The, uh, a leprechaun story and also a pilgrimage with a leprechaun, right? Both of them. And then you so you think you're human. That's a really fascinating book, too, because you can kind of look through there and see elements no pun intended of yourself in it. So again, Tannis, thank you for all the hard work. I hope Lloyd gets off your back and you get a little free time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much. And uh... oh yeah. Oh yeah. Top of the morning to you. Happy St. Oh, Patty's day. Happy St. Patty's day to you too. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> You can go to TennisHellowell.com to look up what she's up to. She has a lot of interesting kind of workshops and courses going on, as well as these wonderful books. And you can find her books at Amazon, as we just mentioned. Until next time, thank you for joining us here on ReginaMeredith.com. <music>